Oh, just just real curious. Is Jared going to be losing his mind this entire podcast or what? Let it happen. The horses in my mind go clip clop, clip clop. The bunnies in my brain go hip hop, hip. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna also I'm gonna just open it up. All right. Hello and welcome back to the Film Snobs Podcast. I am Caleb Zier. I'm joined by Ricky Wickham and Jared Kloppenstein. Remotely, we have Ethan Hasso and Eric Peterson. Um, welcome. Thank you. This week we watched. Anne of Green Gables. It was my turn to pick. This is week four of family movies, favorite movie families, and I chose Anne of Green Gables. It's a movie I grew up watching. It was one of my mom's favorite movies, um, so I saw it a few times growing up. Loved it. I haven't seen it since junior high, but um, it holds up. I was a little nervous. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to hold up. It, in my opinion, 100% holds up. Pretty much it follows Anne Shirley. She's a young orphan in um, Canada in Prince Edward Island. Spoilers. And uh, that's the <laughs> plot of the movie. She is an orphan. She gets passed around home to home. She's very imaginative, very dramatic, loves literature. She kind of lives in the clouds. Her head's always in the clouds. But she comes across this family. They take her in. They're expecting a boy, but they get her instead the woman aunt marilla is a little hesitant uh isn't a too big of a fan of her uh but matthew is uh pretty open to her joining their family and so i really i think what the point is not the point but the big thing in the movie is i think a lot of people are trying to bring Anne back down to earth but really what she does is she helps inspire other people and brings them up kind of to her level of that having imagination and living a little bit more um, dramatic but interesting life. Well done. I think that's a wonderful summary. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I loved it. Uh, let's go around. Uh, Jared, what what do you think? I had the same thing as you. I'd seen it as a child growing up a couple times. I haven't watched it fully as an adult, and I was very worried that there would be a romanticism or nostalgia that I had for it that didn't hold up. But the rewatch was something. Mm. Caleb and I were talking right before we started recording the. For three hours, the pacing on this thing is... I don't know if it's just because I watched a really bad movie before, but <laughs> it was just paced so well. Yeah, I agree and with it's, that for sure. It's very much like Little Women where it's just so pure and so good, and you just love everybody in the movie, and they feel real. Um, and it, yeah, just picturesque. I love PEI, Prince Edward Island. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Ricky? Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I had never seen the movie before, so this was my first venture into Green Gables, and my oh my, wasn't it a pleasant experience? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I really liked it. Really had a good time. I thought it was quite lovely. Yeah, I, what, I think what the message of, about say? imagination, great. Everything's it's, great. It's yeah. Speaking on that, it's very lovely, but it's also very plain. And normally, plain ruins a movie, and this just brings it up a level. Mm-hmm. The plainness of it. What yeah. do you mean by plainness? Just very. Nothing incredibly special happens, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. even not filmed incredibly special. Yeah, I, think I, it's, I would say the flat lighting of like it feels very like TV movie, which it, it, was. it was a TV. Movie, I don't yes. love that, but I I agree with like the story aspect of the plainness. Great. I yeah, think, but, yeah, yeah, it works all in its favor, I think, because we've got a bunch of plain people that Anne's trying to take to another level, like Caleb said. Mm-hmm. Ethan, thoughts? It was also my first time watching the movie, 
Um, and so, yeah, I thought it was very lovely and charming, but I don't know if it resonated with me as, as deeply as, as hearing you guys talk about it. Um, I did enjoy the story a lot. Um, I mean, I, it's a movie that I thought, I'm, I hope that I can, if I ever have kids, I hope that I can show them this and it becomes part of their kind of nostalgia things that they can remember. Because I feel like if I would have watched it as a kid, I would have liked it a lot more as an adult now. Right on. Eric? Um, yeah, similar. Had never seen it. Um, yeah, it definitely kind of felt like, um, kind of had like a Little House on the Prairie kind of vibe. Um, where it had that speaking kind of that plainness, um, but yeah, and I mean, in in a in a sense, I can agree with uh, Ethan. Where I don't know how well it like resonated with my like I guess overall experience, but it was very 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 lovely. It made me feel very um, wholesome, and uh, really loved the story. The pacing, I agree with Jared. The pacing was amazing. I think by the end of it. Um, I was, uh, texting you guys just being like, man, I just wanted, I just wanted more. I wanted, um, (laughs) more of it because, um, I didn't want it to end. Um, and it didn't feel like it was kind of ending. It felt like there was more to it. And apparently there was, uh, uh, there are other stories, um, added onto this as sequels. Um, so I've been, I've been warned not to go check those out, but <laughs> yeah, you can stay away from those. Nothing against good old Sullivan Entertainment, but you should have stuck with this and ended it there. What about the Netflix show? <laughs> and with an E, more like and I heard with it was a bad. no thanks. They did make this into a yeah, Netflix show, bad. and yeah, I haven't I watched too. it, but I heard it does not hold up. I did feel like this was good calories. You know, there's movies that are just <laughs> good calories for the soul. That's a good way of putting and it. And that's that's Anna Green Gables for me. I think she did a really good job too. Like I can't imagine mm-hmm. anyone doing the role right other than her. Right. Mm-hmm. When when I first watched this growing up, I don't think I really like appreciated the character of Anne until watching it again as an adult. Like <laughs> I didn't realize how dramatic she was and like <laughs> she's just like everything she says is so just like lofty and imaginative and like so I guess, yeah, dramatic. And I thought she, she was hilarious. I think she was like my favorite part of the movie. I rewatched it the first half uh, the other day with uh, my roommate and his girlfriend. <laughs> and my roommate was like annoyed at how dramatic she was, but I thought she was, I'm every time I watch it now, I'm like, for all of so you funny. snobbies wondering, <laughs> yes, this is Austin who we bring up every podcast. <laughs> mm, yes. See, and I, I think this leads into the discussion. I, I don't know. We've talked about this a bit amongst us privately, I guess, but like, I think there is a place for romanticism and I think that like it can be a really beautiful thing and I think we tend to say like oh that's bad like you think too much like idealistically but like I think there's something special about that too and then obviously you can't expect everything to be romantic in like this like cinematic way but I think there is something beautiful to looking at the world in a romantic way. Mm. Agreed yeah poetry is something that's usually mocked or looked down upon or we don't want to confront our emotions so we kind of make it ironic to mm-hmm. to because we feel uncomfortable with people who are comfortable with being 
purely romantic and sentimental like that. And yeah, Anne's got no bones about it. Mm -hmm. She's like, yes, I am the, what's it, the lady of... The lady we need of more of that in our life, man. I'm going to go in a boat <laughs> and act like I'm dead. I did love that scene a lot. I love that they just mm -hmm. put this scene together and went for it. I just thought you're that talking was about the so boat? great. It was like my favorite moment. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was that was hysterical. I love that. I, there was a part of me that was like, "Why are they doing this? Like, there's no crowd. They're not. They're not practicing for like <laughs> some like acting class. They're just doing it. Like, they're just doing it because it's fun they're and just like doing it. Yeah, exactly. I loved it. that kind of like childlike innocence that really permeated through most of the film as well i got really caught up in that scene though with their like random blonde friend that showed up for the first <laughs> ruby she was so weird like <laughs> when she freaks out like later on and then just sits down in the lawn yeah, was like, what she was so scared dude. <laughs> Anyways, i appreciate how this movie felt like it's one of those where um the main character doesn't necessarily have this huge flaw they have to overcome but they're calling the world around them to be a little bit different than what they're used to be. And so I really appreciate that mm. it's, but it's not just that. That's why I like this movie a lot is because there is, and does have to learn some things, but she doesn't lose her, the essence of who she is as a result, but she calls mm -hmm. everyone else She's around gotta her learn. to, to, to think a little bit bigger and differently. And, um, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I, I I felt like I felt like she was in in that respect. She was a lot like a like an antidote, kind of pulling the poison out of everybody, and like just mm. her being around and her just her being like who she was. She even the way she talked and her eccentricities. It was like she was softening and warming everybody that she came in contact with, including you know her caretakers. But she also had to learn not to smash a blackboard over <laughs> a mocking dreamboat Gilbert Blythe's head. Now I don't What's... I don't want to offend anyone here, but we oh, do no. have two carrots. Yes, we have two gingers in, in this group. <laughs> How dare you call me a carrot? Uh, were you guys offended carrot. at all? Carrot. By, by like the talk, she talked down about herself so much because well, of her red hair. Did you guys? resonate with that at all or were you like that's dumb i think growing up yeah i think like I, honestly i loved having red hair growing up to a point until like you got made fun of it a lot or you got made fun of a lot for it sorry um and then yeah i remember being like i hate this i want to dye my hair or anything else and i never did but i i think mm -hmm. yeah i think i resonate with that to a degree but i still love my red hair now i think red hair is beautiful i love so your red hair too thank you yeah, speaking i like being different when she dyed her hair was and Shirley, the original Billie Eilish? Whoa. Is that where Billie gets her look inspiration? <laughs> when she's got her green hair and is looking Dude, all I dead, thought I'm like, that yeah, actually. Billie's going all Anne Shirley. Yeah. If Billie could get back to us and let us know if she was inspired no, by No, she said Anne that. Shirley. Her Hashtag favorite Billie movies Eilish. are this and um, what? Uh, let's talk about Kevin. <laughs> oh, God. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> Do we need to talk about Kevin? Um, Eric, did that resonate with you at all? Oh, yeah. No, just same same kind of thing. Like, you know, from like birth till like five or six or maybe even seven, like, you know, it was fine. Like red hair was actually pretty, pretty great. And then like you got bullied for it in school. And so you pretty much hated it. And then you got into college and you're like, oh, no one really cares at all. So this is this is totally fine. And so you, you kind of have like a, a, a second wind with your hair where you're just like, yeah, this is special and unique and fine. But those middle those middle periods, man, it was Oh, it was like any, that's all really bullies do. They pick out the differences in people. And so it's like, well, here's a kid who literally is the only person with red hair 
so we're gonna pick on him. And and whenever I tell like clients about what I got bullied for when I was young, they're all like really confused. They're like, "You got bullied because of your hair?" And I was like, "Yeah, I know. It's the stupidest thing I could possibly think of." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think my, mine was more so actually like being pale. Like everyone made fun of me because I looked like a ghost. You a whitey? And I smelled like sunscreen every day. Ghost bitch made me wear sunscreen. Smelled like sunscreen. Oh look, it's a ghost. Ghost bitch. <laughs> Ghost picky. Yeah, I'm see through. Whoa! <laughs> Holy cow! You're transparent emotionally. <laughs> wow! Wow! And according to the Bachelorette, that's very attractive. Wow! wow. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> so, I something I uh, commented on is that, as far as I know, they don't make TV movies like that anymore. You know, usually you see the Hallmark stuff, definitely not the Lifetime stuff. But like this, I honestly I thought it looked really good. Uh, it was shot on 16 millimeter. I thought uh, it looked good too. So the li- the light looked really good. I thought the colors looked really good. Kind of Color flat lighting. Great. Yeah, there were some really great shots good. I liked in that, especially like when they're on the beach and like there's some lighthouse shots. I think that looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, when she was uh, coming to Green Gables for the first time, it's that flowers like uh, shot when they're on the, the, the avenue carriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and avenue. she's like, "This isn't the avenue. This is the road Lights. of." White, yeah, something. something no, weird. I don't remember what. <laughs> something dramatic. The lake of shimmering waters. There was a pretty beautiful shot in the in the field as well. I felt like when um, when Matthew went down. So that was that was a beautiful kind of like far removed. Spoilies, shot. yeah, spoilies. Yeah. No spoilies. Not be spoilies. Oh, Matthew we're in we're down. in spoilie territory for sure. <laughs> I, I'm uh, maybe getting into semantics here, but I would argue TV movie like Netflix and stuff are kind of TV movies now. So That's like fair. what we when we talk about TV like what is a TV I movie like. like like, you know, for the time, 1980. Oh, sure. Okay. That's fair. You know. Yeah. Those decoms. I don't know. There's Double Double Toil and Trouble. Those decoms. That was a great <laughs> TV movie. Love a good decom. <laughs> um, so I want to just go around and ask everyone what their favorite moment was. And you know what? Do this wanna... this movie made this snobby, very sobby. <laughs> um, and so... Do you Sorry. want to go into uh, is it spoilers now? Yeah, now okay. we're going to spoiler okay. territory. But I, I'm curious if we can go around and say your favorite uh, moment of the movie. Maybe it was something that was heartfelt, or maybe it was something that uh, was um, just happy. I don't know. Just your favorite moment doesn't have to be a sad thing. Ricky, do you sure. want to go? Oh no, I was saying don't don't pick me first because oh, I wasn't sure, but I think I, I got it in okay. that like no, ten like, seconds. I've got ten. I'm deciding between. There's ten. I'm trying to decide. So uh, you said. That someone else was the heartthrob of this movie, but I think Matthew is the real heartthrob of this, this Matthew film. Cuthbert. Matthew. And so uh, I think maybe my favorite moment is when he like buys her the dress and like. Damn just, it! You stole mine. I don't even know what to say. He's just the best, and I love him. And we all need a Matthew in our lives. And it's true. And if you don't have I'm Matthew in up a, right now, just thinking about if it. If you don't have a Matthew in your life, be a Matthew. Hell yeah. Yeah, okay. I think I texted you guys when I was watching it. Matthew Cuthbert is life goals. <laughs> <laughs> Truly is. Like, for an old man who's, yeah, single, but he's just so kind. If I will ever be that kind in my life, I've made it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Any moment with Matthew is great. Eric, Ethan? Um, yeah, I, I, I just loved the comedy gold in the... Uh, the, the the rat in the in the pudding. Oh, <laughs> I mean, just like the tension and like, is she gonna say anything or is she just gonna let it go? Because again, I hadn't seen anything, and uh, 
Oh, man, it was so good when she finally was just like, yeah, this was. And then, like, the teacher just, like, it, it's kind of a twofold moment within within the same moment. So same scene, you know, with, with the whole, you know, situation unfolding where the where the rat was in the, the pudding. Um, but, like, the fact that the teacher is also there to cut tension and to kind of make everybody laugh and to kind of make everyone realize that like, okay, this is okay. Like this is, this is actually a really funny moment. Let's not be so serious. That was her role in Anne's life was to kind of, um, you know, encourage her and foster her in a way that she could fully become known to herself and realize her own limitations and uh, capabilities. And so I, I thought that like that being kind of the start of her role in Anne's life was, uh, it was so special. It was so cool. Hmm. Right on. The teacher was great. I which it. teacher? The the male teacher? Yeah, no, he was, he was funny. <laughs> the too. way he looked at yeah, uh, did we talk about one, the, the male the teacher? Girl? Oh my Chrissy god! Anderson. Yeah, that was. He, we we could talk about him. I want to get Ethan's yeah. uh, favorite moment real quick. That guy's a predator. That's all I got to say. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, you know, sometimes no, sometimes you know, Anne was a teacher at sixteen, so maybe he was young. You know, maybe yeah, he, he was like not. He, young. And you go to school. Young. Okay, <laughs> sorry, Ethan. Let's hear what you got to say. I think my favorite moment. Oh man, it just has to be the the blackboard smashing scene. Yeah, <laughs> where she just All breaks timer. her board over his head. I just was. I loved it because there's that one thing that I hate. Um, just in general, is bullying. And so anytime there's a bullying scene in a movie or a TV show, man, it just gets me so angry when I see it happening. So when she just suddenly just gets up and just smashes it, I'm like, yes, and yeah, <laughs> I love that she didn't just she didn't cry about it and like leave the room. She yeah. just straight up went for it. And I just oh man, I thought that moment was incredible. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> Yes, for sure. Caleb, you go because I'm deciding between two, and you might pick one of mine. Um, you know, it, it has to be any moment with Matthew. Although I love all her moments with Marilla. Like you can see Marilla's like heart toward her softening up mm. throughout the movie, and like any moment like that, I love. But um, it's actually right when Anne and Matthew meet. They're driving down the carriage, and she's like talking his ear off, and then she's like, "Am I talking too much?" People say I talk too much, and he's like, "You can talk all you want. I don't mind." It's just like, it's so sweet. I'm going to start crying thinking about it now. But it's like, Mm. Matthew, like, I think is probably, that was like one of the first moments in her life where someone was like, you can be who you, who you are. Like, you don't need to be That was 100% what he was saying. And that's so, that, that was so beautiful. That was so, so beautiful. Yeah. That, that got me. And yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Jared. Gotcha. I'm, I would have kept going on the theme, but you guys hit it of all the great old people in this movie that like just pour into the young people. Um, Cause one of my things I was trying to decide about was Aunt Barry Oof. and how she just like loves the joy of Anne and it's like, all right, I'm gonna help you out. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm gonna go with the classic moment, <laughs> Diana drinking current wine instead oh, yeah. of raspberry cordial. <laughs> She plays a good drunk. <laughs> she plays a really she good drunk. She did a good job, yeah. No, that was actually wine on set. Yeah. Oh, wow, really? They gave yeah. that 15-year-old girl a lot of wine. <laughs> she was like, actually 16, though. Oh, like, okay. She yeah. played a 15-year-old, but oh, she was 16. Okay, yeah. oh, okay. so it's cool. <laughs> yeah. And Canada. It's, it's Canada, yeah. so who knows? But, like, it's just so funny that how innocent a mistake it is that you're trying to help your friend acting all proper and fun, drinking some 
raspberry cordial, mm-hmm. and then she, you just get her plastered. <laughs> and like Diana was just having so much fun drinking, she drinks it right away, and she's like, "Oh, this is good." <laughs> and then she just keeps pouring it, and then and then she's so full, and Anne's like, "No, you have to drink the rest," and like <laughs> pours her a whole glass after she's drunk so much, and then v- like vomits into the tree right by her mom after mm. she runs home. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, it turned out poorly, and then made for another beautiful moment later, but. Yeah. How so many good. this this movie takes place over the course of what four or five years? Eighteen years. What? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I think it's she's like thirteen when she gets there, and mm-hmm. then is what like 16. seventeen, yeah, 16 somewhere then. in there. But I, I I appreciate that too. How um, it's it's like it's a classic coming of age story mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. where it just takes place over multiple years. Just and there's no like specific plot. It's just her life and how people impact her and how she impacts other people. And I think that's great. They did a really, they did a really good job with the with the passage of time as well. Um, I just recently saw uh, Queen's Gambit that did a pretty similar thing where they had the actress who ended up being the actress in the in like, and she was young, and by the end of the show she was you know quite a bit older, and they did such a good job of like making her look young, and she legitimately looked young. And legitimately looking like 10 or 15 years older. And I found, like, that I was like, that was one of the first. And then I watched uh, Anne of Green Gables. And I was like, they did a really good job with that as well. Like, making her look young. And then making her look, like, quite distinguished and more mature um, as the as the movie progressed. Uh, I thought they did a really good job with that. I think a lot of that was just her acting. Yeah, you could tell how she grew up just in, mm-hmm. like, what she, how, she, how she spoke and how she carried herself. Mm-hmm. She kind of grew up speaking of how she spoke do you think Sersha oh, for joe yes. march stole some that. of how anne of green gables talked i saw, i was thinking the exact same thing watching this right I, I was i legitimately like had a mental note about that i was like yeah. man this reminds me of Sersha ronan from little women i think because there's a lot of similarities between joe and little women and Anne. i'm like maybe Sersha purposely tried to talk like anne shirley there are a couple like cadences that were like the exact same uh, yep the same I, I don't want to open a can of worms here. Uh, I was debating whether or not to say this, but I'm oh. going to say it. Anne Shirley over Joe March. Oh, Ooh, that that that's like a thought I had, and I I know some you guys are little women stands. And <laughs> I'm just trying to I'm well, just trying but... to figure out Caleb why you keep pitting women against each other. <laughs> like why can't we just be why can't we why can't we be for all women all the time? Why do you got to make the comparison? That's not that's not the way the world works, Ethan. Oh, I, I I gotta let's be different than the world. I gotta Caleb. do. Let's be different oh. than the oh world. Oh my gosh, I'm cutting this out. People have Women favorite. Are all Caleb, pawns remind to Caleb. Oh my gosh, remember to cut this out, Caleb. <laughs> Just reminding myself. We're gonna clap back in. No. And <laughs> snobby snappies. Oh man! I'm not pitting them against each other. I'm just I mean, saying you are, but it's fine. <laughs> and I, I seem to remember in Little Women, you said you didn't like Joe, or is she annoyed? Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. She was so Ethan, too. you're not the one to talk because you're the one who was dissing women in the last. Oh, yeah. Yeah. put them down. All right, let's get back <laughs> on track here. Let's get back on track. Cancel here. Ethan. Ethan's okay. canceled 2020. I have, I have a couple oh more God. thoughts uh, that I want to, you know, a couple more questions. Not, on, not on the women's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of Gil? What do you think of Gil? Gilly. Gilbert Blythe. Some people uh, love him, some people hate him. I just, th- I found it weird. You guys were saying this, so I was kind of reading it. I was talking to someone else last night about the movie, and like, oh, did you fall in love with Gilbert? I was like, 
I didn't think anything of him in this movie at all, really. Like, he was just kind of there. Same. I, 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 as, like, a dreamboat, I just didn't get that at all for me. But, mm-hmm. hey, nothing wrong with that, I guess. I like his patient waiting for forgiveness. Yeah, it was, like, years. Like, Anne is mm-hmm. very it was like hostile years. towards him most of the movie. And he, he was mean that one time, and that mm-hmm. was it. I, I do appreciate that about Gilbert. And I like him coming up on the boat when she's hanging in the thing. He's just like, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, what the uh, – what's her name again? The aunt mom character? Aunt Marilla. Aunt Marilla. She, uh, what she says at the end, that's, like, really heartbreaking too where she's like, I went through this, like, yeah. same thing, and here's how you can not be this. Yeah, I liked that I was too. like, oh, man. Mm. Yeah, I did appreciate how he didn't tease her again. Um, after she reacted so strongly. But other than that, I didn't think there was anything particularly compelling about him. That if if I was I Anne, I would be like, I could she could probably find someone way better. <laughs> Ethan thought. Ethan, he did tease her at the end, but she just didn't react anymore. She thought it was endearing instead of hurtful. <laughs> he called her He's also he really called smart. her carrots again. <laughs> and she smiled. And it was like, aha, uh-huh, remember when I, I held this against you for almost four years? <laughs> I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep defending Gilbert since you guys are slamming my boy. I'm not slamming him. Gilly though. also is really smart. He picked Anne up in the carriage and invited to take her home and asked her to take her to the reading she did. He also what else did he do? He's well. He saved her. Oh, the boat. He, did you talk about that? He was upset when she fell off the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a general like wishing her luck with the tests and the. Yeah, the he was just constantly stuff. a kind soul. He was there for her poetry reading. He was like yeah. he was kind of like the Matthew poetry. Cuthbert, where he was quiet, but he was always kind, ex- except for that yeah. one moment, which we all have. But uh, yeah, he legitimately encouraged her too with the whole poetry thing. When she spotted him in the crowd too, that was when she like mm-hmm. kind of lost the stage fright and was kind of like, "I'm I'm gonna go for it. Mm-hmm. I can do this." So yeah, I, I don't hate him at all. I don't think he's like bad. I was just like, I guess there was just that dreamy quality that people talk about him. I was like, I didn't get that, but like I appreciate him. You guys are missing the fact that women like kind people. Hmm. Yeah, so that's why Matthew is the dreamboat. Have you guys ever aced a test and people carry you out of the school? On every, the show? Every, every? <laughs> nope. Yeah, that's a hard test. I, I, I thought that was so weird. I'm <laughs> like, this is not believable at all. Like, three cheers for Gil. He passed his boards or whatever. I mean, that <laughs> depends on the I guess maybe that's a Canada thing. Situation. Well, it's whole <laughs> like, farmland. It's so pre, co- pre-everyone going to college days. It was a big deal back in the day. Yeah, so, also yeah. it was a much, Gotta light, contextualize more, it. much more lighthearted nature. I mean, this was something that was, uh, you know, people just, you know, they cared about things. And nowadays we're like, ugh, I don't want to touch you. You might have COVID. So forget forget Ooh. it. Right, right, Caleb? Um, I <laughs> I, I don't know what Caleb. having COVID is like. Never had it. <laughs> you lie. You lie, Cookie. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, I, I, Gil says uh, the th- one thing I picked up from uh, Anna Green Gables when I was younger is we would always make fun of how Gil said sorry. He'd always go, oh, I'm sorry, Anne. He says I'm sorry a lot in the movie. <laughs> but always, like, oh, I'm so, so I'm sorry. And for some reason, my family, I always say now, like, oh, I'm sorry. That's not a Gilbert thing. That's a Canadian thing. thing. Yeah, I know, but... I'm half Canadian. I have Canadian citizenship, so Uh I I take personal offense I've offended you. I'm sorry. Well, offense is a psychological attack now. (laughs) Don't cancel cookie. (laughs) Don't cancel Uh, cookie Life life wouldn't be as sweet. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> yeah, but I'd also be less allergic to life if you were out of it. <laughs> Oh, boy. Sorry, that wasn't very Cuthbert-like of me. I want to ask you guys a question. Uh, Wouldn't you always like to be my bosom friend? Yeah. I I, I would, Ricky, I would be your bosom friend. Jared, I'd be your bosom friend. Eric, your bosom friend. And Ethan, your bosom friend. I'd be all your bosom friends. That's too many bosoms. You're just like, uh, you know, it's not special anymore. It's it's like for a cow. I think yeah, this like is cow. I only have two breasths. Okay. <laughs> is this the time for the announcement, guys? The film snobs are no longer the film snobs. We are now the bosom snobs. The bosom snobs. <laughs> okay, okay. That's uh that's not gonna fly. The bosom I'm sorry. Snobs. That's, uh, wow. Now you, you got all all our fans out there, you're now boozy. You're now boozy. Oh boozies. no. <laughs> oh my god. Let's get come a boozy no- a boozy bump. Yeah, come nuzzle up to uh, your bosom snobs. Okay, nope. this is no nope. we're gonna get people, canceled for this. Nope. No, no. I think it, it was, it's a, such an innocent thing, but now it's it's uh, in the year 2020. Yeah, it's become it. perverted. But can't say it. Um, yeah, I, I I did love like the oh someone's a kindred spirit. Oh, you're mm-hmm. my bosom friend. It's just this romantic mm-hmm. way of like talking about somebody that um, I think yeah. culture has ruined yeah. just because of our own perversion. No, I think I think she was Agreed. essentially just trying to find a best friend. Like that's all it really was. She was yeah. trying to find a best right. best best friend. No. No subtext. And, and just as like she talked about anything, she talked about it in like a highly romantic way, and so yep. that language makes sense in that context. Hmm. All right. Well, I have one final question for you guys. <laughs> wow. All right. I want you to do a self-assessment. Would you consider yourself an Anne, a Marilla, or a Matthew? Yeah, I'm an Anne. You're an Anne. Yeah. Care actually, to... I actually write a lot of poetry. I don't know you if you have guys been know writing this. poetry. You yeah, told me that. I started writing poetry. Well done. Interesting. I like talk. Like whenever she talks in that very high, high exaggerated, yeah, metaphorical nature. Um, I'm in. Hmm. Like I love I love language like that. So I'm very. I feel attuned to Anne with how she speaks and how she thinks and yeah. temper and her temper, <laughs> just like Joe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I would kind of echo that. I feel the same way that I feel most like Anne in this situation. I also like to look at the world a little romantically and imaginatively. And right. And you're some... dating a guy named Gil, right? <laughs> um... <laughs> I wasn't going to reveal that yet. Caleb, but... Caleb's over here, like, actually feeling bad about the joke. He's like, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Gil, if you're out there, uh, I'm sorry it had to be like this. Gilberta. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, cool. Gillian, it could be a Gillian. <laughs> yeah. It could be a Gillian. A Gilda? Gilda, wow. Eric, Ethan, Marilla, Matthew, or Anne? Um, similar to Jared, I think I write a lot of poetry as well. And... I I really loved Anne's whole bit, even though she was really dramatic. I know when I was a kid, I used to be not quite that dramatic, but I would always get told that I was dramatic as a kid. <laughs> and so I feel like I'm less so now because now I have a deep sense of shame because of it. <laughs> so I don't always, I'm not always expressive with the, what, I'm, what I'm thinking about the world. But even now, like going through COVID and getting my foot hurt, like there's this, tendency of me to make it a big story someday <laughs> you don't want to use it as that and so it's um yeah I, I really love her she's a dreamer and i love how she dreams um 
And I think mm. that, yeah, that that was I connected well with that. Sorry, I also had a little bit more I wanted to say. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we before I made Ricky that off. Joke. Uh, <laughs> sorry. No, it's all good. I, I also think that she talks about prayer a little bit near the beginning. And I think Anne has a better idea of prayer than all the Christians in the room, which I is so ironic. Well. So, uh, yeah, just her view on that. Also, I think it, like her view on authority in general and just like ha- trying to work through that. But also, like, most authority figures are kind of garbo. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. You like to stick it to the man. I do. I, Rebellious I just Ricky. Yeah, what, what was it? But anyways, sorry. What was it? She was like, uh, oh, God hurt me once, and so I, I decided not to go back to him <laughs> or something. Or yeah, uh, she said that but, the woman told her that her red hair was a curse from God or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh, so yeah. she hasn't we cared for him wise. since then. Right. <laughs> she just, um, God gave me this. I don't I, want to talk I, to I him. I really appreciated her prayer, though. She ended it with yours respectfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah. Re- I really liked that for some reason, <laughs> even though she's like, I should I should have ended with amen, shouldn't I? And Marilla's like, I don't think God's going to count it against you. You can start ending your prayers with yours respectfully. Yours respectfully, maybe. <laughs> but I think, but like the idea of her, like, it's not about this, like, you know, kneeling at your bedside and making mm-hmm. it all structured and like, mm-hmm. like God cares at all. Like it's about like going out and being with God and mm-hmm. his like beauty and just like, communicating with him so yeah i mean she was surrounded by so much like structure but like if there was going to be anybody who would just walk and commune with god it would probably be Anne. yeah yeah eric or matthew um yeah i would uh i would probably say matthew yes boom um Mm. yep that's it <laughs> yeah, that's how Matthew would answer that question. I almost answered that yeah, for you, Eric. I almost just said, "Let me just tell you who Eric is." <laughs> well, I'm sure. I'm sure Cookie has a has a list of our names that he's. Uh, that he's de- actually, I actually didn't. This this one was kind of off the cuff, but sad to say, I think I I might be a Marilla. I think you are. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> but no, I, I I think Marilla was one of my favorite characters. She's very like kind of mean, but like. You could tell she had like a big heart, mm-hmm. you know. It was deep down in there, but um, mm-hmm. Anne just kind of had to bring that out and um, brush off the cobwebs. Like she's she's awfully like cynical um, because of you know everything she's been through in her life, but she's still there's still some good in there, and you can see that brought out by Anne and even by Matthew sometimes. And so I, I would like to aspire to be a Matthew, someone who mm-hmm. um, speaks more with their actions rather than just what they say. I don't think Marilla is a an antagonist at all. I think she, I all. think she's a a good character and someone who um you kind of have to get to know before you actually form an opinion about them. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I I do want to end as we end our time uh with another scene that I loved and um this we are in spoily territory a snobby spoily snobby spoilies um, snobby spoilies but just at the end or near the end it's like 15 minutes towards the end when um matthew goes down in the field with a heart attack and Anne mm. goes by his side and he uh, he says like Anne says like oh you should have gotten a boy that way he could have helped you in the field and um you wouldn't have to go through all this like stress on this your heart and stuff like that and he's like i never wanted a boy i only wanted you uh. and it's just like Mm-hmm. That just broke me. Mm-hmm. I, I weeped throughout this movie, <laughs> um, and I think like, throughout this movie, it's just like complete like acts of kindness. Whether it's Matthew or Gilbert or Anne or Marilla or the teacher, there's like all these like people who 
pour into Anne's life, but then Anne also pours back into theirs, mm. and that that gets me, man. Just like these kind acts. For mm. all of you out there wanting to change the world, just be kind to the people around you because you never know how it's going to change the trajectory of their life. Mm-hmm. Beautifully Amen. said. I think um, we'll we'll end with that unless wow. anyone has final thoughts. Carrot. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> no, I think I think just to to to, mim- to mirror what you said, Caleb. I think that um, I think the moment that got me the most was at the train at the train stop where they were watching her leave. And I can't Im- I can't remember exactly what they they said to each other, but it was Matthew and Marilla, and Marilla. It was I think it was the first moment of just pure understanding that they need that they needed Anne, like they mm. need like she came into their life because they needed her in the in that moment in life, and it was just like and Matthew just like acknowledges that this was like the first time that they both acknowledged that, and it was just like. Oh my God, just the weight of that. Like, just like there was a reason that she came into their life and um, she changed their life forever. And it was just like far out. That's so, so powerful. Love it. Well, guys, that concludes um, episode four of the favorite movie families. We are going into episode five, week five, next week, the final week with. Jared Klopfenstein's pick. We have pick? no idea. What is it? Whoa, What's your a lot pick? Of responsibility. I'm trying to decide between two. I think I'm going to pick one. Uh, <laughs> That's good. Well, you have to. <laughs> Glad we're watching something. They're, they're by the same director, and none of you have seen it. Okay. Uh, it's a man by the name of Terrence Davies, and he Person has two name. movies. One's called Distant Voices Still Lives, mm. and one's called The Long Day Closes. And they both are about his family as he is either growing up in Liverpool or just reflecting on his family in Liverpool. And what he does, you know what? We're not going to spoil it. I'm just going to say you want to watch these movies. (laughs) And you guys are going to, you're in for a bit of a, a bit of a treat, I I believe. Cool. I'm excited. It's going to be an experience you've never had before. Whoa. Big words. Big. Cool. Well, hey, that concludes this episode. Join us next week. Good stuff. Thanks for for listening, guys. Uh, As always, you can find us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, others of the like of the sort. Um, (laughs) Don't snub the snobs. Feel free to leave us a review on iTunes. Has anyone left us a review yet? If not, (laughs) (laughs) get on it, please. Because we need some traction here (laughs) to keep going. I think we're going to have Billie Eilish on next episode. Yeah, Billie Billy. So make sure you listen to that one, guys. Billie is going to come on. That is confirmed. That is a promise. So um, make sure you listen. Billie Eilish and Mariah Carey is going to sing All I Want for Christmas is Anne Shirley. Mm. That's good. we got to pay our rent, so hopefully you guys can help us out. Yeah, yeah. and we got to still we make all this equipment we bought. Yeah, we're kind of up. in the red. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> all right. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>